Hello, 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 wonderful people, and welcome, or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host, Zoe. This is the podcast where we get into everything self awareness, life in your 20s, and all the stuff in between. In case you can hear it in my voice, I do have a cold, which I'm being very on brand dramatic about. Everyone says that men are more dramatic about having colds, but I'm like, no, that that's me. I am very dramatic about it. Slightly confused how I got a cold, given I live in the tropics, and I've just got back from a very restful holiday, so I'm not feeling run down. But anyway, we shan't dwell on the cold, even though I've just spent about a minute dwelling on the cold. In this episode, we are just really freaking going for it, and we are talking about the topic of fear. And we're going to do two episodes on this because there's quite a bit I want to get into. So this week is going to be part one. And then next week, you guys are going to tune in for part two. It's going to be deep, but we're also going to keep it lighthearted. And if my friends, you are wondering how we're going to do that, basically how we're going to keep it deep, but also lighthearted, well, keep listening because you shall see. But basically, What made me think of doing this episode is that a few weeks ago, there was this trend going around on Instagram where you made a story and you wrote, I think, your name, your age, your star sign, your pets, your relationship status, ETC. And you also had to say what your biggest fear was. And it was so interesting seeing what other people's fears was. And even some of my close friends, I didn't even know that they were afraid of the things they were saying they were afraid of. And it got me thinking that we just don't talk about fear enough in society. And also, in case you're wondering, which you're probably not, my biggest fear, I said, was throwing up and flying. And then my ultimate, ultimate biggest fear is when the two of them are combined. So if someone starts throwing up on a flight, like that is just game over. But yes, the point is, I want to open up the discussion about fear because it's not a topic we talk about enough in society. And I totally get that in some cases it can be quite personal. My thinking here isn't that you need to go into the office and tell all your colleagues what your fears are or, I don't know, go to the supermarket and share your fears with the cashier. Instead, my thinking is that because we don't really talk about our fears, we can feel really alone in them. And so I think a lot of people think that they are the only ones with certain fears when in reality, so many of us share the same fears, we just don't talk about them. So I want to do this episode to kind of open up the conversation around fear. And in doing so, hopefully just show people that you are not alone in some of the fears you have. And it's okay that you have those fears. And there are other people out there who can relate to you. So that is what we're going to do in this episode. I'm going to go through some fears, which I found by looking up on Google on Miss Google, what are the most common fears for people in their 20s? And I wanted to do it for people in their 20s to streamline it a bit so that we're not talking about, I don't know, a six year old's fear of not getting into the school choir. Fun fact about me is in junior school, I auditioned for the school choir, I think maybe 13 times. And every time it was a pretty firm no, not even a pretty firm no, it was just a firm no. Anyways, Hopefully, if you're not in your 20s, this episode will still be relatable. I suspect it will be. So this week, the three fears I want to talk about are number one, the fear of not fitting in. Number two, the fear of not having it all worked out. And number three, 
FOMO. And then next week, we're going to talk about the fear of being behind in life. We're going to talk about body image. And we're also going to talk about the fear of being alone. But before we get into all of that, of course, we're going to do some random Zoe updates. I am back from South Africa. I'm back in Singapore. I got back on Tuesday. I was really sad leaving my family. But ever since I got back, I've been feeling really good. I'm really liking settling back into routine and just kind of embracing the new year and yeah, just vibing with Singapore. So good stuff on that front. I will say I am really missing the fresh produce, the fruit, the vegetables, the locally caught fish, just loved all of that so much. Also obviously missing my family, but hopefully that kind of goes without saying. My flight was at 10 a.m. on New Year's Day, so I took New Year's Eve very chilled and I just had a really nice dinner with my family. They went out to a party afterwards, but I was like, do you know what? I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm going to listen to my gut and my gut is telling me I want to go to bed. So that's what I did and I have zero regrets. Speaking of my journey home, I mentioned on the podcast that my bag en route South Africa for eight days, eight days was 28 kilos. And no, before anyone asks, I don't know how that happened. I truly don't know how that happened. So I was really stressed out whilst I was in South Africa that my bag was going to be over 30 kilos on the way back, which was my luggage allowance. And I'd acquired a few things in South Africa, to be specific. I had acquired a ridiculous amount of beauty products because there are some natural brands which you can only get in South Africa, which I just love, like the highest quality ingredients. And they're also local businesses. And I love supporting local businesses. So yes, I acquired those products. When I say acquired, it sounds like... I didn't intentionally get them. It was very much intentional. Like I went to the store and bought them. So my family were kind of like, listen, what's your game plan? Because you flew here with 28 kilos and you've gone and bought all this stuff. So as I say, I was a little bit stressed because I didn't want to pay for extra baggage. But get a load of this. So I go to the airport and I put my bag on the scale. And it was, does anyone want to guess? I'll tell you, no need to guess. It was 30 kilos, not 0.1 kilograms above or 0.1 kilograms below. 30, bang on 30. The lovely woman checking me in was like, number one, how do you have such a heavy bag? But number two, how have you managed to get it exactly 30? So that was a relief, a classic Zoe drama, which is not a drama, but I just have a great talent of turning non-dramatic events, like packing for an eight-day trip, into extremely dramatic events. Last Zoe update, I want to share something I've been obsessed with lately. I'm going to say it and I feel like a lot of people are going to roll their eyes because it is something a lot of people are banging on about. But it, my friends, is a Stanley water bottle. And I was reluctant to jump on this Stanley trend because they are really pricey and they are huge and they're just kind of impractical. However, my amazing little brother, who's really not that little, got me one for Christmas and I have been converted. I feel like the extraness of the water bottle, i.e. how extra it is, is part of the appeal because it just makes drinking water more fun. I have been surprised by how much I have loved the Stanley experience. 
And I'm not saying that anyone needs to go out and buy a Stanley, but I recently spoke about romanticizing the small things in life. And honestly, this is going to sound ridiculous, but the Stanley Cup is helping me romanticize drinking water. And I personally never, never struggled with drinking enough water. I'm always really thirsty to the extent that I actually think both myself and my sister are at risk of overhydrating, if that's even a thing. But anyways, the point is, if you struggle with drinking water, I really recommend getting a cool water bottle. It doesn't have to be a Stanley, but just something which helps you romanticize the kind of mundane process of drinking water and makes it a bit more fun. So with that monologue on water bottles out the way, if you're still listening after that monologue, congrats. We're going to get into the episode. But before we do, a reminder, if you do enjoy this podcast, if you like hearing me talk about romanticizing drinking water, please do rate it. And if you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, episode suggestions, whatever, it's at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok. And my website is www.unfreezepod.com. just took a sip of water from my Stanley water bottle during that break and it tasted really good, definitely better than it would have tasted in a non-cool water bottle. So the first fear we're going to talk about is the fear of not fitting in. And listen, I'm no scientist or I'm not an anthropologist, but I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere and hopefully it's somewhere semi- Credible, given I'm now referencing it, but I read somewhere that we have some kind of biological desire to fit in because if we're part of the gang or we're part of the pack, then we're more protected from external threats, like a lion chasing us, for example. I probably misrepresented that, so don't quote me on it, but hopefully you get the idea that at least to some extent, the fear of not fitting in is kind of natural. So don't go hard on yourself if you do resonate with this fear. However, however is in bold, it's underlined, and it's potentially in caps. I think for lots of people in their 20s, it goes way beyond this. And we are so afraid of not fitting in that we maybe try to change ourselves, or we try to hide certain parts of ourselves, or maybe we feel pressure to pretend that we are something we're not so that we can conform and so that we don't stand out. And it's so sad that we feel we have to do this and we're not comfortable being ourselves. But it's also just exhausting having to think about it the whole time. And I definitely used to feel this fear more when I was in senior school. But the older I get, the more I realize that our uniqueness is not something to deny. It is literally a superpower and it is the part of us that makes us special. And it's so funny because now that I personally embrace the more unique parts of me, when other people recognize those parts, I feel so seen and just so happy. Such a random example. But for Christmas, my mum gave me an essential oil diffuser thing made from crystals. It's rose quartz and another quartz, which I can't remember, but it's green. Maybe it's green quartz, but I don't know. I'll I'll go check. Anyways, most people in their 20s are out there going clubbing, staying up late. Meanwhile, I'm getting excited about crystals and essential oils. But I don't care because the essential oils and the crystals make me happy. And ultimately, that is what matters in life, how we feel and how happy we are, not 
our social ranking, how much we fit in or how many friends we have. And I think that some of us fall into the trap of thinking that we should look at all our friends or we should look at our friendship group and we should work out what version of us would allow us to fit into that social group and then we should be that version of us. So for example, if all our friends enjoy drinking alcohol, we should force ourselves to drink even if we don't like it. Or if all our friends enjoy staying out late, then we should do that and deny the part of ourselves that maybe wants to leave the night out early and wake up for a sunrise walk. Or if our friends aren't into exercise, then we think we shouldn't show our friends the part of us that loves a workout class, or we shouldn't talk about working out in front of them. The list goes on. Basically, we force ourselves to do things and to be things maybe we don't want to do or be, or things which don't really make us happy because we want to fit in. But instead of this, instead of trying to change yourself or only show certain parts of yourself so that you fit into the social group, I am a big believer that we should be ourselves. And if our friends accept that, which they probably will if they are true friends, then great. But if the people around you do not accept you for you, then they are not your people. And that is okay because your people are out there. I promise you, you just have to find them. And the way you find them is by being yourself and being true to yourself and the things which make you happy. So to wrap this point up, you are absolutely not alone if you have a fear of not fitting in. But you have to remember that the best version of you is the most authentic version of you. Life is better when you are true to yourself and you don't have to put up a facade and people will honestly respect you more for being authentic. The next fear I want to talk about in this episode, which I feel like a lot of people in their 20s will be able to relate to, is the fear of not having it all worked out or the fear of not having a game plan. And I don't know about you, but if someone had asked the seven-year-old version of me what I thought my life would be like when I was 24, the seven-year-old version of me probably would have said, oh, I'll be settled down. And settled down is in quotation marks because what does that even mean? And the seven-year-old version of me would have also said that, I will be a proper adult when I'm 24. And again, proper adult is in quotation marks because what even is that? And yeah, I just think the seven-year-old version of me would have thought that I'd have my life sorted when I was 24. But I'm 24 now. And yes, I have clarity in some areas of my life. But in other areas of life, I'm totally and utterly still figuring it out. And I don't really know what I'm doing. And it's scary because there's this perception in society that we should have it all worked out and we should know exactly what we're doing. But in reality, I don't think anyone does. There's no set point we reach in our lives where everything falls into place and everything is magically tied up and sorted. I personally believe that we are all constant works in progress. And in so many ways, that's what makes life fun. And that's what gives us room to grow and to evolve. So if you're in your 20s and you feel like you are lacking clarity in some areas of life, maybe 
you're still living at home with your parents maybe you're in a career which you're not sure about or maybe you want to change jobs but you don't know what you want to do maybe you don't feel like you have a solid group of friends or maybe your romantic life isn't where you want it to be whatever it is please remember it's okay it's okay if you're not scoring 10 out of 10 in all areas of life because no one is and it is totally unrealistic to put the expectation on your place to have it all worked out you cannot expect yourself to know exactly what you're doing and have a game plan so try and take the pressure off yourself and allow yourself to just sit with the areas of life which feel a little bit more uncertain at the moment and it's funny because I feel like at least for me when I get stressed about something and I put tons of pressure on myself to find answers quickly I don't find the answers. But if I ease off and I just kind of forget about it, I'll have these realizations without even noticing. So I do think it's about having some level of trust in ourselves that we know more answers than we think we do. And they don't have to be set out in a game plan, but we just have to trust ourselves and try and trust the process, which I know is easier said than done. But yeah, to wrap up this point, we do not have to have it all worked out in our 20s or ever. We're allowed to be works in progress. We're allowed to explore and we're allowed to experience life as it comes rather than sticking to the set plan. Okay, last thing I want to talk about in this episode, and as I mentioned next week, we're going to do a part two on this. But the last thing I want to talk about is the fear of missing out, aka FOMO. And I did a whole episode on this last year. So definitely go back and listen to that if FOMO is something which particularly resonates with you. But I want to touch on it here because it is something so many people tell me in person and also over Instagram that they struggle with. And I think from talking to different people about FOMO, each one of us feels it in a slightly different way. So One person might get FOMO because they're worried that if all their friends are together and they're not there, then they won't be part of the core memories or they will be left out when people are reminiscing on that time in the future. But another person might get FOMO more in the sense that they genuinely just want to be there and have fun. So it's less about the consequence of not being there, but it's more about just wanting to be there in the moment. And I think other people also get stressed about how it looks if they're not there. So there's no one size fits all when it comes to FOMO and you just have to recognize your feelings for what they are. But I want to share three reminders which you can come back to next time you are feeling FOMO. The first reminder is that you cannot be invited to everything and you cannot attend everything because you're not a superhuman and you're not going to be included in every single situation in life. And that sounds savage. But if it's any consolation, I didn't actually mean it in a savage way. More what I meant is that once you accept that social events are going to happen without you, because you can't be everywhere all at once. And once you appreciate that that is just a fact of life, and that is okay, you can kind of make peace with it. I think what FOMO gets us is when we feel pressure to do absolutely everything, to be in every group chat and to be part of every conversation. But if you accept that that is just not going to happen and it's not possible, 
I do genuinely think you're more at peace with there being situations you're not present at and that being okay. The second thing is, remember, you are not going to lose all your friends or you are not never going to be invited to something again just because you're not present at one social event or a couple of social events. That is not the way it works. And if you do lose all your friends by missing one dinner, they're not good friends. So you have to have more trust and you have to appreciate that you are valuable. You are not disposable. Just because you don't turn up to the night out does not mean all your friends are going to abandon you or move on without you. Have more faith in yourself and also in your friends. The third tip I have is to be honest with people. I think one of the reasons we get so in our heads about FOMO is because we don't talk about it enough. So say you miss a night out or a coffee event, which all your friends are at. I love that, a coffee event. What on earth do I have in mind here when I'm talking about a coffee event? It sounds like a PTA meeting, like a parents association meeting at the school. But yes, say you miss the night out or the PTA meeting because there might be parents listening. Instead of ruminating over it, open up to someone, someone you're close with, someone you trust and say how you feel because bottling it up just exacerbates the fear in your head. The final thing I'll say on FOMO, I know I said I had three tips, but this is a bonus if you're still listening, is that what changed the game for me with FOMO was building confidence within myself. And it's funny how we think that FOMO is connected to other people when really it's all about us. So if you want to feel less FOMO, in my humble opinion, it's not about becoming more popular or cracking more jokes at the next social gathering at the next PTA meeting. It's about building confidence within yourself and having trust in your value and your worth. So with that, we are going to wrap up here. Make sure to tune in for part two next week. And as I said in the intro, if you have thoughts, queries, questions, ideas, or if there are any other topics you want me to cover next week as part of the part two on what are your biggest fears in your 20s do let me know instagram or tiktok at wonderfully zoe or my website is www.unfreezepod.com i love you all so much it is pouring here in singapore and it's weird it's only the second day since i've been here where it's rained like all day usually it just rains for an hour and then it's done but it is pouring but i'm trying to take it as a sign to just stay indoors and chill out and read my book. So hopefully that's what I'm going to do for the remainder of the afternoon. But I am sending so much love, as I've already said before I started blabbling about the weather, and I will speak to you next week.